I got my miracle. 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 This is the place for miracles. How did Abram become Abraham? You know, we look at the Bible, we look at the book of Genesis, and a great deal of the book of Genesis is about the life and ministry of Abraham. And we, we call him the, the greatest figure of faith, the father of the faith. You know, the, the Jews look to Moses, but we Christians look to Abraham as the father of our faith. But how did Abraham become Abraham? How did he go from Abram to Abraham? Well, the simple answer is God changed his name, but there's much more than that of just God changing his name from Abram to Abraham. That was something that God did, but, but what did Abraham do? Well, there are a number of things that he did, and I want to share them with you. You might want to get a pen, a paper, you might want to get your smartphone or your tablet and write these five things down. These are five things that Abraham did that made Abraham, Abraham. And if you and I do these five things, then we, we can use our faith and produce the kind of miracles through our faith that Abraham had. The first thing is Abraham got his directions from God. Now, picture him. He was known as Abram in those days. His wife, Sarai, whose name was also later changed, but for the purpose of this sermon, I'm going to call them Abraham and Sarah. Abraham is living in a place called Ur of the Chaldees, which is what we know today, modern-day Iraq. Much of the Bible, the Old Testament, is set in Iraq. And he's there with his pagan family, his kinfolks. And God said to him, get up from your family, from your kinfolks, and go to a place that I will show you. Abraham listened to the voice of God. He got his direction from God. Now, here we are today. We can get our direction from the news, from the media, from the Internet. But let me tell you what, the only direction that lasts is when you get the direction from God. I was in a city preaching once, and there was a street called This Way. And I thought that was interesting. We drove on, and there was a street called That Way. And I thought, well, that really is interesting. And then on down a few blocks, there was a street that had all the churches on it in that little town. And that street was called His Way. Now, I don't know about you, but I've been this way in my life, and I've been that way in my life. I'd rather be on his way. Abraham got his directions from God. If you and I get our directions from God, then we get our, ourselves into a position where we can have his miraculous touch in our lives. The second thing is Abraham was obedient to that voice. Now, he could have argued with God and said, God, I, have, I don't have any idea where I'm going. But he, he said, okay, I'll get my wife and, uh, and we, we'll go. We'll start traveling. We'll get out here on the highway and we'll go until you say stop. And when God said stop, he found himself in what we know today as Israel. He was obedient. He was obedient to the word of God. And obedience, the prophet Samuel said, is greater or better than sacrifice. God is not looking for your sacrifice. He's looking for your obedience. He wants men and women who will do what he says. So first of all, Abraham became a great man of faith because he got his directions from God, not the internet. And secondly, he was obedient to God. He did what God said. He went where God told him to go. The third thing Abraham did was he was a visionary. He looked ahead. God had said to him, I'm going to make you the father of many nations. And he looked ahead and saw the day in his spirit. And he was glad. The Bible says Abraham saw the day and was glad. God said, I'm going to make you 
the father of many nations. He didn't argue with God. He didn't say, don't you know how old I am? He didn't rehearse all of his excuses. Instead, he believed the word. He was a visionary. He saw ahead. You can't look in the rearview mirror of life. You've got to look ahead. If you look in the rearview mirror, you're going to smash into somebody. You've got to look ahead in your life. You say, well, you don't know what I've done. You don't know what my past was like. You don't know all that I've been through. Well, I may not know all that you've been through, but you don't know all I've been through. But I refuse to live my life looking in the rearview mirror. Yes, there are things that happen in my life that I regret. And I imagine there are some things in your life that you regret. Yes, I wish I had done some things differently. I imagine you wish you had done some things differently. Yes, I've made mistakes in my life. Well, who hasn't? Welcome to being a card-carrying member of humanity. You know, you don't get up in the morning and say, Hot dog, Jesus, I'm going to make a mistake today. No, you usually find out along the way that you made a mistake. Well, but Abraham was a visionary. He looked ahead. He didn't argue with God when God said to him, I'm going to make you the father of many nations. He just took God at his word. That's what I call childlike faith. You know, when you tell a child something, they believe you. And that's the way we are to be with God. When God tells us something, we say yes. When he says jump, we say how high on the way up. The third thing that Abraham did was he believed in the miraculous, the impossible. I remember once my dad... Oral Roberts wrote a book called Seeing the Invisible and Doing the Impossible. Well, that describes Abraham. God had said to him, as I had said earlier, I'm going to make you the father of many nations. Well, how is that going to happen? Abraham, you and your wife Sarah are going to have a child in your old age. Now, he was 75 years old at this time. It's not likely that a 75-year-old man and, and, a, and a wife who's elderly as well is, are going to have a baby. Well, time passes. Abraham believes the promise. He does not stagger or waver at the promise. And when he was a hundred years old and his wife 90, well beyond childbirthing years, they produced a child. But in order to do that, he had to believe in the miraculous. Now, there, there may seem to be things in your life that have passed you by. And yet you've had a word from God. Maybe you've set it aside. Maybe you put it on a, in the closet on the shelf. Maybe you've covered over the dream that you've had. Maybe you had a word from God and because of something that you did or something that somebody else did or something that nobody did, it just happened. You don't think it can ever come to pass. But Abraham believed in the miraculous. Do you believe in the miraculous? Do you believe that there's nothing too hard for God? Do you believe that God can still part Red Seas? That God can still multiply loaves and fishes? That God can still put coins of money in fishes' mouths? Do you believe? Do you believe in the miraculous? I believe in miracles. I believe in the miraculous power of God. And so did Abraham. And he didn't waver or stagger at the promise of God. And at a hundred and his wife ninety, they had a child. And they named him Isaac, which means laughter. But there's one more thing. Abraham put his faith into action. When Isaac was growing up, maybe he was around 12 or 13, somewhere along that, that area. Most scholars believe he was a, a young teenager. God said to him, I want you to sacrifice your son. Well, that seems like a terrible thing. Here you promise him a son and now you're going to sacrifice him, make him kill his own son? God said, take him up to the mountain and sacrifice him unto me. Well, Abraham knew what that meant. I want to tell you how strong Abraham's faith was. 
Abraham said to those standing around concerning himself and his son, we are going up the mountain and we are coming down. Listen to that. We are going up the mountain to sacrifice and we are coming down. I believe, now this is my own personal opinion, I believe that Abraham's faith was so strong that if he wound up having to kill his son, God would raise him from the dead on the spot. That's how strong Abraham's faith was and how much he was willing to do what God said. So he had the rope, he had the knife, he had everything to tie his son down on top of the mountain and sacrifice him. And when they got up there, sure enough, he tied his son down and took the dagger out to plunge it into the heart of his son. And as his hand began to come down, God said, stop. I now know that you fully trust me. And he turned and looked, and there was a ram whose horns were caught in the thicket. And God provided, and he replaced his son with the ram. And the day came when God replaced the ram with his son. And Jesus went to the cross so that you and I would not perish but have everlasting life. For God did not send His Son, Jesus, into the world to condemn the world, but so that the world through Him and faith in Him and a relationship with Him might be saved. Thank God for the faith of Abraham. And you and I can get our directions from God. We can be obedient. We can be a visionary. We can look ahead. We can believe in the miraculous. And we can put our faith into action. Now that's how you and I become great men and women of faith. We look at Abraham and we, we think how great. But he just, he did simple things. And because he did it, we talk about the faith of Abraham. You and I can do the same thing because God is no respecter of persons. If you'll do these things in Abraham's life, then he'll do them in your life and in my life. And I set my faith, the faith that I was born with, along with yours right now, the faith that you were born with. And I pray in Jesus' name that you would take your directions from headquarters, from heaven that you would allow God to speak in your life and you would listen to those directions. And then second, I pray that you would obey. One thing that my grandmother said to my dad and my dad said to me, son, stay little in your own eyes and obey God and you'll bless the world. And then number three, I pray that you'll be a visionary. You'll look ahead. You'll look ahead at the things that God wants you to do, the places he wants you to go, the things he wants you to say and do when you get there. Then I also pray that you would say, God, I believe in the miraculous. I believe in the miracle power of God for nothing less than a miracle will do. And finally, that you put your faith into action. You'll respond. When God speaks, you'll say how high on the way up. That's how you use your faith. That's how you, be, that's how you become like Abraham. And that's how Abram became Abraham, because God saw that Abraham would listen and would do what he said. The one thing that I do in my life and try every day is to do what God said. What is it that he's spoken to you? I pray right now that you'd say, yes, God, I'll be obedient. I'll do whatever you tell me to do. I'll go wherever you tell me to go, and I'll say whatever you tell me to say when I get there. 
I pray this in faith, believing in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you for listening to the Place for Miracles podcast. If you'd like to receive prayer, call our Abundant Life Prayer Group at 918-495-7777 or go to oralroberts.com prayer. Our website also features uplifting articles, online Bible classes, and books such as Your Road to a Better Life by Richard Roberts. It's a 91-day journey to help bring God's miracles into your life. It's about living the better life that we all want, a closer relationship with Jesus, experiencing the power of the Holy Spirit, and getting your needs met in every area. Go online to oralroberts.com to request a copy for your best seed faith gift.